Hayes engine. So, it would make sense. Fucks this white stuff outside. Dude, what a what a horrible day. Pardon me for leading off with it. <laughs> just like straight through the gate. 29 degrees. With the F bomb, but Total. I'll tell you what, it is it's unpleasant out there. Yep. Freezing. The real feels in the like 14. Did you drive your truck today? No. Oh. No, so I walked. You braved it still. Oh, yeah. I'm a brave man. You know, Holy animal. Uh I you know, I was gonna ask you about your truck. We don't see it anymore. Uh did the mob come and get it? <laughs> <laughs> the Russians came and uh, they need it for the war effort. Is that what happened? <laughs> they know they know Toyotas are where it's at for war for the war effort. So that's what ISIS was using. So um, I'm guessing that you know as soon as they get it, though, um, they'll run it out of gas, and then some Ukrainians will steal it with their farm tractor, <laughs> and then uh, probably give it to some Afghan Afghanistanis. If if if, if I stole a tank. I'm not giving it to anybody. That's my tank. It stays on my property. I would probably just sit and drink coffee. And I'd hook, just, up, hook up a plow to it. Yeah. Track like, vehicle. You just got a whole t- a if you're a farmer, I mean, that's got to be. There's no way. It's got to be an upgrade on some tractors. Those tracks? Yeah. Those tractors are badass, though, because they're just like hauling off tanks. Dude, I would. I'd be so pumped if I had a tank. I don't know. I would just probably. It would be like, uh, it'd be like, you know, it'd be super, you know how empowering having a gun is? How empowering is having a tank? Like, it must be a You just sit in it? You just sit in it all the time. I don't know how I'd afford gas for it, though. And every once in a while, you'd see like a rabbit eating out of your garden, and you're just like, point at it, and be like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Just rotate the turret. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) extremely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's what. That's why I can't have a tank. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're very good tanks, though. They're supposed to be, but I don't. Is there such thing as not a good tank? I'll take any tank. You take any tank over no tank, but like a. I mean, those are very expensive paperweights at this point. Yeah, but what do you think? Diesel? It's just probably diesel, right? Feel. Yeah. Yeah, we can run a tank. That's fine. Yeah, diesel. Well, not in this economy, but used to be able to run a tank pretty good. Yeah, no. No, I'd go broke trying to afford to. I wonder what the MPG is on a tank. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they go like four miles an hour, so that's got to help. Maybe I don't know. What do you think those suckers have? But they're also very heavy. Yeah. Let's find out. Yeah. Everyone's like, and this is not what we signed up for today. Look at the MPG of a tank, guys. Here we go. Uh, if it's over five, I'm going to be impressed. For an M1 Abrams, which is, that's ours. That's a United's. What the fuck? Don't do it. It's Get a trick. fuck off of here. No, thanks. Sorry for my language, but I don't even want to know. This is saying, what, <laughs> 0.6 miles per gallon? Holy shit. Whoa. That's not good, guys. What? A single tank takes Six 10 seconds. minutes to refuel. <laughs> and it gets 0.6 miles per gallon. <laughs> oh, God. They got to have all that armor so they don't just blow up from all the fuel they have to carry. Jesus. What the heck? I wonder how far a tank can go. Well, you'd have to look at what is it? No, the no, gas no. tank.
range. They're going to talk about shooting. <clears throat> wow, 68 short tons. Oh, my God. Or 62 metric tons. Look at that. You know, uh, they're going to have them electric soon, I bet. You wait. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a cloud come over. <laughs> All the tanks will have to shut down. They'll stop fighting until the sun comes out. Let's see. Where does it say the range? Operational range. Here we go. Can go 265 miles. Dang. Okay. Oh, it holds 504 on the road. gallons of gas, dude. Yeah. 265 uh, on the road or 93 to 124 cross country there you go look at that wow can go 30 miles an hour off-road 45 miles an hour on road those suckers can go 45 miles per hour well that's an m1a1 m1a2 42 miles an hour or 25 miles they're a little they got slower what the why did they get slower i don't know because the a2 is probably heavier sean why are they slower now i don't want slower tanks yeah no i'm still a I don't care. If I steal a tank, I'm still keeping it in my yard. Don't care. For sure. There's no way I'm giving it to someone else to use. I mean, you also don't want to make your yard a target, though. Like, if you you want to be a militia... Hey, Dan, how's it going? Like, your one person has to have a tank in their yard. Somebody. I think that we should all have tanks in our yard. Like, if you drove by the Dundee VFW, they got, like... Got a big tank there. Well, no, the cannon cannon yeah. yeah we got a cannon in dundee so don't think about coming in there and trying to overtake us i feel like more people should have cannons yeah well we got one so i don't know if anyone knows how to use it have you seen these little tiny cannons yeah they shoot that shoot a bb yeah have you seen those yeah i want one <laughs> yeah the thing the, th- the tank port <laughs> the thing the thing about having a tank is um you don't want to become a target either though right mm-hmm. so you, you do want to keep in your tank port rather than just out in the yard yeah no i because i feel like you'd be a target for both sides because the russians would be like hey you stole that from us you must be an enemy and the ukrainians would be like hey there's a russian tank let me steal it with my tractor do you think they're all just stealing the same tank <laughs> just over and over, like <laughs> just tank getting passed around <laughs> They're like, oh, I see one. Let me. <laughs> no way, dude. That tank would sit out in my front. I'd never leave the tank. I'd just always be sitting in it. I'd put me and my dog in the tank. She'd love it. That would be awesome. She'd be my gunner. You'd get blown up so fast. Yeah, it'd be over a husky. <laughs> you would tank. not survive the war. <laughs> Siberian husky in a tank, and she's Russian, so you can't trust her. So. You'd be at. The, you'd be like at the beginning of the war movie. <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm just ready for the news. Some jackass in his own personal tank doesn't know how to drive it. Kills himself. That's what would end up happening. So he could always. But have you seen those suckers blow through trees, dude? It's impressive. Oh yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. it's insane. What about the killdozer? Yeah, that thing was legit. It's insane. He, the only reason he got killed was did he run out of gas? No, ran out of cooling. Fuel? His, oh, his cooling got messed up. Oh, did it? Yep. Oh dang, yeah. Now, did he kill anyone? He didn't kill anyone. No. He just, just destroyed himself. Destroyed property. Just himself, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's an interesting uh, story. So he's always glorified as the hero, and I've read on it. and I mean, it looks like it, but I don't know. Maybe there's what another he, his, side. What was his quote? Like, a, a man can only take so much? Yeah. Or Oh, no. Something like uh, that. I... 
Like I, it was like I tried to be reasonable or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. He got fired from his job, right? No, he he tried to like do something on his own property, and the town wouldn't let him. Oh, great! That that's good. I became <clears throat> no, I became unreasonable, is what he said. Is that what it was? I became I became unreasonable. Huh? Yeah, I couldn't remember if he got fired from his job or if the town was trying to take his land from him, and he refused to give it up. Oh no! Well, let's let's uh, let's see. Let's just <clears throat> Marvin Hemeyer. Not that I don't want to, you know. Marvin Hemeyer. Let's see what happened to Marvin Hemeyer for violating city health ordinance after he purchased property with no sewage system. Okay. Zoning dispute. So he purchased two acres of land from the Resolution Trust Corporation, the federal agency organized to handle assets of failed savings and loan associations for $42,000 to build a muffler shop. He agreed to sell the land to Cody Doshif to build a concrete batch plant, Mountain <clears throat> Park Concrete, for a quarter mil. It's a good uh, ROI. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. According to Susan Doshif, he Meyer changed his mind and increased the price to three hundred and seventy-five thousand, then to a deal worth approximately a million. This negotiation happened before the rezoning proposal was heard by the town council. In two thousand one, the zoning commission and trustees approved the construction of the concrete plant. Um, and he unsuccessfully appealed the decision, claiming the construction blocked access to his shop. And then he was fined twenty five hundred bucks for not having a septic tank on the property his muffler shop occupied. Interesting. Okay. I think there's a little bit more to it than that. He made three gun ports. Oh. Oh yeah. He was out for damage. He he ended up like in the basement of a building, I think. Pretty much madness. It, it was a day of madness. June 4th, 2004. Huh. Interesting. Well, the guy's a... I don't know. They he, People try to glorify him, but I gotta tell you, uh, from looks of it, unless there's a lot more. There's so, more. Sounds like he should have just uh, followed the rules. So. Well, that's what you would say. Uh-huh. You would say that. You look at this thing, though. He built this in plain view, and nobody said anything. They were like, nobody was like, hey, what is that? Why would you? It's sweet. I'd be like, what are you doing with that thing? That thing's legit. That's what I would say. And then he welded himself in. Oh, he did? Oh, he was, yeah, he was totally, he, there was no way out. Whoa. They had to cut him out. That's wild. Yeah. Huh. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, fell into the basement and trapped him. Yeah, we know that. Uh, the town used eminent domain to ruin his business. Okay, see, now that's a little different. That's to, what to the benefit of the concrete plant. If if the town's using, see, you knew there was take, something missing from the Wikipedia. Property. Yeah, because it's like, dude, if all you have to do is get a approved septic system, <laughs> like just get it done, right? And, and also the point where he sold, he sold part of the land to somebody to build a 
concrete plant and then changed his mind after. Yeah, that part's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I think that was so. Yeah, I hate eminent domain. It still exists. I mean, oh yeah, if, well it, it, it exists. If the county, you don't own your shit. That's why I keep telling people yeah. you don't own your own land. If the county wants to take something, I guess they can take it. And I'm like, what the hell? We mm-hmm. who would do this? Like, and then you find out who would do it though. Really, they do, but they do they do do it. So that's why they do it regularly. Not us. His, right. Yates doesn't do it. I've never heard of them using eminent domain. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No. Some counties may do it, but that's crazy. Eminent domain. Nineteen seventy-three. Oh, tax exemptions for sixty-five people. Uh, Lucky. How'd they get that? They they would (laughs) no people sixty-five and older. I think. Oh oh. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what it was. You just have to live long enough to get it. Yeah, you get the better taxes. Hey, so I got a tick yesterday. And that was pretty unpleasant. You got so it? I found it this morning. Really? Yeah. I was out on the outlet trail. Got a tick right here on my shoulder. Nice. So for everybody that thinks it's, everybody that asks, are the ticks out yet? Yes, they are. In fact, they're year-round now, so... I can't um, believe... You should check yourself year-round for ticks. can't believe when the weather the way it is, you got one. What was the weather like yesterday? Was it cold? It was like 40s. 40s? Yeah. Maybe. 40s, I want to say. I don't know. But... I just remember... It doesn't... You can get them anytime. Reading a hunting magazine about uh, ticks and saying, like, the cold weather, like, slows them down. They're not nearly what... You have to worry about it. Used in to, summer. yeah. So it used to, but they're year round. I've gotten them every month of the year. They're, mm. they're just they're year round. Well, I went out and surveyed my domain. Your domain, my domain, the rare land. What's a kilo versus New London that Dan's talking about? Do you know? Hello, hey Jeff. In Connecticut, Supreme Court case involving the use of eminent domain to transfer land from one private owner to another private owner to further economic development. What? So I wonder if that's what happened. Dude, no way. Like here, we need a mall. So we're going to take your farmland and give it to the mall. No way. That's crazy. Okay. I'll have to look more up about that later. Yeah, sure with that specific. That's pretty interesting. I've never heard of it. The fifth. One, two, three, four, fifth. <laughs> what was the exact let's see. The court's decision. The city allowed a private developer to proceed with its plans. However, the developer was unable to obtain financing and abandon the project and the contested land remained undeveloped, empty lot. In 2022, that's now, folks. You've got to be kidding me. So Since after all that, after all that, 17 years later, it's not even developed. Like they took the guy's land. Wow, man, that is. Yeah, I might build a killdozer for that 
if somebody stole my land. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> if it's in the public interest. Yeah, that's kind of like what was. Wow. It sounds like what was going on down. Uh, there was a eminent domain case recently down south. I think it might still be ongoing, where they were trying to take a. It was like a. It was like a group living scenario. Mm-hmm. It's old folks. It's like eight or ten old folks living in this building, house, whatever, and uh, kind of in the downtown area, and they wanted to take that to i believe build like a farmer's market or something and they wanted like these people who this is their home they wanted to take them out of their home so they could have a farmer's market down there meanwhile like there was other land there like that they could you know what the village lawyer's office was right next door could have taken that um no village hall was right next door could have taken that if it was for the if it you know little pink house okay all right, Little Pink House, folks. Everybody watch Little Pink House. That sounds pretty interesting. And yeah. also look up some YouTube videos of the Killdozer. Have you, uh, so, you ever heard of adverse possession laws? Adverse possession laws. So, I mean, I can tell you what it is. We, yeah, tell so, me. It's like when. Tell the listeners. When, <laughs> when you mow your neighbor's property and maintain it over a certain amount of time, legally you can take them to court and try to claim ownership over it right yeah so that's another one that's pretty interesting to me so yeah it's kind of weird right yeah like you could have gotten off my land in the first place it's like i didn't ask you to mow my lawn bro like go get out of here so yeah it's a i don't know i was looking it up i seen like maybe a couple cases where it was like okay it makes sense like uh somebody thought they owned the land forever and the other person thought they owned it and they used it and built stuff on it and had all their stuff. And then they went and got a survey and they're like, Hey, actually you don't own it. And it's like, well, I've kind of been using it. And even he thought it was mine and I posted, we all thought it was mine. It was all posted as mine and he posted his boundary. Yeah. And that one was pretty interesting. And then there's some where people really do just like mow somebody's strip of land. Yeah. And think, they're maintaining it so there's there's um I, I read some advice about something similar to that a while back that basically you should go walk your property lines and like at least once a year and video it really just to prove that you are using that land yeah in new york imminent domain or adverse possession isn't uh like i don't think it's ever been anyone's ever won so it's like a our Supreme Court and appellate court have never even. They're like, come on. Yeah. So obviously New York's not, not bad. But the one thing that has happened is you have to make sure your land is posted every 40 feet. Is that what it is? I believe. I can't remember the exact footage. Uh, but if you don't and somebody trespasses and gets hurt, you get sued. I had no clue. Because it, it's wild. It's insane. I can't remember. Uh, I was one, you know, at two a.m. when you're just like looking at stuff that you have no why reason why you're looking at it. That was one of the things. So I, I'm not sure if that's true. <clears throat> it came about because I was watching like hunting dogs, like coyote, raccoon, yeah, you know, whatever hunt dogs. How they go on people's properties and yeah. stuff. And if it's not posted, you can get sued if the person gets hurt on it. There was a case. I think it was up in Maine. Somebody got sued over it. So. So I should put up posted signs on my land. Definitely should. Post I don't have it. any. Yeah. I like no. to leave it natural. 
let it let it be natural. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know if you can get in trouble in New York, but it was pretty interesting. I was like, what? You got to like post every freaking inch of your property to prove it's yours. Wild. People are crazy. We got to get some. I'll tell you what, though, we need to get some possums out there. Possums. Do you take care of these ticks? Dude, possums are sketchy. I got a tick and somebody else that was with me got a tick. Hmm. So they're out. You ever been near when they play dead? Well, no. You ever been near a possum when it plays dead? Oh, possum. I thought we were still talking about ticks. It was like a tick no. plays dead. Uh, possum playing dead. No, I've been around them when they've played alive, though. Yeah, so they're pretty mean when they're alive. When they play alive. But <laughs> when they play dead, <laughs> like, so my dog, like, had it in his mouth, like, brings over this possum. I was like, what are you doing, dude? And he, I was like, I was like, get rid of that thing. I, I tried to, like, get it from him. And it's like, and then drops the possum. And I was like, go, go to get a shovel to, like, take him and throw him in the woods. And this sucker jumped up and was ready for battle. Oh, yeah. And I was like, whoa, what is going on, dude? You, you got the teeth. <laughs> yeah, I had to grab the dog because, you know, we keep possums around because they kill snakes and ticks. They're yeah. Pretty, they're pretty impressive. They're great. So, but they are vicious. Oh, what the heck? Oh, that was a weird sound. Yeah, it was. Anyways, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what video was on. I don't even want to know. Yeah, you don't want to know. weird. You don't want to I know. just heard, ah. <laughs> I don't think it was that. <laughs> I was like, what? what's was going on? The le- I was watching YouTube videos on a girl teaching people how to, uh, it was like <laughs> can or dehydrate. Because I'm going to mm. I'm gonna start becoming a prepper. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. I want to learn how to dehydrate foods and can them. You're going to so. dehydrate them and can them? Certain. I'm going to dehydrate certain foods. Okay. And then I'm going to can certain foods. For World War Three. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I know. Because Biden says that Putin should not remain in power. Oh, God. Here we go. I bet you Putin says the same thing about Biden. You think so? I know so. If I could speak Russian. What do you think? He's, I mean, he's obviously got different reasoning. Yeah, well. I don't think Putin hates Biden being in power. When I was in Jamaica, I was with these, like, there was German kids and some kids from England. And I was, like, 18. And we were all talking about, like, school. This was a boring vacation, obviously. Um, How old are you when you graduate? (laughs) And they were talking about how they're taught, like, English propaganda. Like, the United States propaganda in high school like how we're taught like how like germany taught... was in the world world war there's taught like about our propaganda now it was interesting so. like okay like they're not taught it like they get propagandized they like learn about the propaganda. about our propaganda yeah and how we use propaganda to attack for like their countries and stuff and i was like what and they're like yeah no like, we and i was like the only time we learn about propaganda is like world war two world yeah. war one you know not current propaganda but it was something that was taught in their history classes mm. not history global that's, or whatever they called it i don't know what it was that's so, great yeah it's pretty interesting we stuff. should be we should be teaching that we should be teaching <laughs> except for oh wait who runs the schools uh the department of education yeah they're not gonna teach us about the fact that we're using propaganda on ourselves yeah Actually, I didn't know that each state, I looked into it because we have Mennonite schools in our town. And I was like, hey, who do I go to when it comes to doing inspections? Because you have to like mail in inspections every time you 
inspect the school for fire code and i couldn't figure out like where but anyways i started looking and yeah each i guess each state has their own department of education there's no yes. like i thought the country had like a standard they do the country does so have there's a standard. both okay right so there's a new york state department of education and then there's an illegitimate united states department of education that jimmy carter started and uh i think jimmy carter it wasn't nixon was it hmm. well i didn't know that there was a i was just shocked to see if there was a that our state like this all this stuff oh yeah the state the, yeah big time big time 1980 jimmy carter yep jimmy carter started the department of education i'm still for abolishing um you know like what it comes down to with a lot of these things both from the u.s department of education level and the state department of education level is that they put all these like weird rules in that make it so that you really can't do as good of a job educating the students because you're trying so hard to like follow all the rules and then you're also spending a huge portion of your budget on administrators um, huge to, to ensure <laughs> that you're in compliance with the rules that they made. That's why Larry Sharp was talking about. He said, you know, we'd be, I want to say like, it's a massive number. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's a million or billion. I want to say billion, but like $60 billion um, that we would lose from the u.s department of education if we stopped following all their rules whoa but that we could probably make that back up by eliminating the administrators who are ensuring that we're following those rules we would still have enough administrators to make sure that our schools are doing a good job right like doing what they need to do the functions of educators that you know the, the teachers are experts in education and yeah yeah you don't need multiple they're just being dictated what they're allowed to say and not yeah you don't need multiple administrators that's for sure yeah there's something to be said do you need an administrator for anything i mean i've heard many arguments for you know hey you're hiring people to do a job do they really need to be babysat and it's like well i don't know i'm not sure anybody i've hired at any of my places which aren't big corporations usually do a damn good job they'll yeah. need to be babysat no but i do, do think so i don't know uh, yeah. there needs to be somebody that the owner is accountable for everything <laughs> right yeah, yeah. Right? the owner should be accountable yeah for everything. because you get situations <laughs> like what happened in waterloo waterloo um i'm just throwing that out there i could auburn maybe auburn somewhere in like north, north and east of here that there was a high school where they had a SRO that was having like, I think an SRO was having maybe inappropriate um, communications or relationships with like a 14 year old girl that was a student. Whoa. It's like gross. Come on, man. Yeah. But you got to have somebody that can say, knock that shit off, get out like right now and call the police. <laughs> I know that the teachers can, call the police well there's something to be said for one one main administrator but yeah. like dan said i don't know if you read that but i don't it's six to one sounds it almost sounds not believable dan six to one 
it, <laughs> it sounds like that's made up. And I'm not saying it is. It's just like, how the hell can a school district, how can a, can a town board or a city board approve that? Board of well, there, that's the other thing is you have actual like school district board of education. Yeah, and but and they're supposed to, like, and they're the ones that. But you, as a city or town or village, vote on this kind on the budget for the school, right? But it goes through the school board. Yeah, but you would think these people would be like, "What the hell? Exactly. We don't need this many but administrators." We, but so. the reason that they do that is because they check a box, and they have to check those boxes because otherwise wow. they lose that funding. Interesting. And it's a vicious cycle, and that's why if we stop taking that money and find other ways to make it up, and also like make these massive cuts to the budget by because yeah, he says six to one um, administrators. That's uh, got to be educators to administrators. Um, it's got to be the other way around. Okay, yeah, that's a I was right. Like, like six teachers per administrator. Yeah, but, even that which, which is crazy. that's ridiculous, yeah. right? <laughs> that's why the sixth one. I was like, whoa! But if you if you take if you take it that way, um, yeah. imagine the difference between the teacher pay and the administrator pay. Oh, it's, it's probably like enormous. The administrators dude. are probably making six almost figures. as much as all six of the you know at least at least two of those teachers two of the combined. Teachers, yeah, maybe three, maybe four. I'd, you'd probably say maybe even five. I know Dundee superintendent when I was in high school. No, six administrators. Six administrators per educator. educator. Okay, Dan, I'm gonna need to. I need. I need an example of this that I can show because that is that's, wild. That's that's uh, that's too much. That's wild. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, back to our superintendent. I think she was like 120 thousand dollars a year at Dundee. Dundee, like you don't need to be paid that much. There's not that many students. It's how long had she been there? I don't know, probably twenty years. She was there for a while. That's how it happened. But two thousand ten that was dude, that's a lot of money in two thousand ten. I I've seen gym teachers making six figures just because they worked there long enough. Hmm. Like that's if you look at um let's see. See through. So there's see through New York. Well, what is it? Gotten at, and you can look up um, how much people make. Whoa! If they're uh, in certain, I think maybe it's just teachers. But so let's see, Dundee. I'll go Dundee. Dundee, 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 Dundee. I don't want to like call somebody out. Yeah, no. But I'll we'll just, just look at it. Do it without the names. Oh, it doesn't show their names. So their 25th percentile is 51,000. Their 75th percentile is 64,000. They've got, what's the 70, 72,000 is, is what? The 95th percentile. But then let's go over here. Dundee, 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 Dundee. There you go. Dundee. And then, okay, but I should be able to. Oh, you can even look by county. This is pretty interesting, man. Yeah. Um, let's see, clear. How do I? Why do they do this? Why do they do this? Yeah. 
Why do they show it? Yeah, because these are these are tax dollars. Okay, so they have to their income is uh, search foilable. Um, hmm. I used to be able to let's see, see through New York. How do I get to payrolls? So let's see, employer Dundee. Central schools. Oh, there's our so administrator. You've got uh one, two, three, four people making six feet. You got a hundred and forty-nine almost a hundred and fifty thousand is the highest paid. You've got a hundred and twenty and a half, you got a hundred and twenty, you got a hundred and nineteen. And those are the top four. And then it goes down to eighty seven, eighty three, eighty two, seventy eight, seventy eight. Wow. And these are all listed as educator. Yeah. So I don't know what their actual... No, they're I all teachers. I don't know these people. I know all of them. All so those, the, all so the there's people. a teacher making 150 And then there, that's one of the top ones as a gym teacher. Wow. So yeah, well, these well, are all teachers. So if here. they're there long enough... No, the 150 is not a teacher. The 150, the first... That's an administrator. First four are administrators. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, but these but are all man, teachers. Look at six. Then you finally... It takes a while before you get down below 60,000. Boom, 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 boom. So, are you, do you not think that teachers are underpaid like they push, or do you think they are? Uh, I don't. I, it's. I think it's tricky um, because I think that you. Teachers are paid to do a job, and then you like you break it down by hour, and it's like it's pretty good money by the like, like teachers in theory get. And, and so here's, here's what I'll say. I, I know one teacher that explained it to me perfectly that teachers get fantastic pay. And here's why. Because if they just like get their ass to work while they're at work, and I'm not, I know it's hard, like different, teaching different things is harder than other things. But if they like take all of their free time during work and just make sure that they don't have to take anything home, then they get paid fantastic. Because they work, what what is it, like 100 and, 140, 140 days, 180 days, maybe 180 days out of the year. I think How long summer break? They get off from, what, like the middle of June until September. June, yeah, so you're talking. They get every single weekend off. They get, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, some teachers do pick up, like. Uh, summer school. I don't know if that's, but that's like separate. you have to. That's separate. Oh, is that volunteer stuff? No, you get paid, but yeah, you get paid more. I was just—I <laughs> didn't know if it was like a rotation or you had to volunteer. I didn't yeah. Know so I'm not saying, but if if you do it, if you if you're if you're a teacher and you can go, and I'm not a teacher, so I, I mean somebody correct me, but um, if you can go to your job and finish your job before you have to come home, mm -hmm. then I think you get paid really well. Yeah. Especially considering that I mean starting pay. That's like those are good paying jobs. Sixty thousand, and, and, and they've got the summer time. off, and they've got weekends off, and I know they have to do continuing education. So do I. I know they have to do some kind of prep outside of work sometimes. So do I. <laughs> like, um, I think they get paid pretty well. And the thing that nobody really talks about that much um, with the public school teachers 
is then they get the, that nice pension too. That's like and tenure. It's crazy. Tenure's the best thing about teaching. Um, we had a yeah. teacher on tenure in our school who allegedly, allegedly enough, he got taken out of the school was doing something with a girl inappropriately, uh, and instead of they couldn't fire him because he was tenured. So he got put out into this like back office in the school and he wasn't allowed to be around students. That's insane. They couldn't fire him. That's insane. Because I, I don't know, maybe they didn't have enough evidence. Enough evidence or anything. Yeah. So uh and supposedly did it in front of other students and stuff like that. And they've also got the union that fights for him too. It's crazy. Like, I was like on every corner. I was like, whoa, ten years no joke. No wonder why they fight to get their tenure. Because yeah. like you're stuck in once you yeah. get it. Well, and that's why, you know, there's a big push for educational freedom right now, especially with, uh, you know, us, us, us libertarians. There's a lot of push for for uh, educational freedom. And what they're talking about is things like um, being able to choose what school you go to, um, especially private schools and homeschooling. Uh, there's a huge push for homeschooling because people realize that they could they could have the job done of teaching the kids everything that they need to teach them for a day, a couple hours. Yeah. And then have the rest of the day to teach them real life stuff or do other things. I wish there was more of a, like, I, I feel like once you get up to a certain grade level, you should start letting people path out to yeah. learn what they want to learn. Cause I'll never forget like going to trig trigonometry in high school i was like bullshit i'll ever do this like i'm not even interested in it and mm -hmm. maybe someday if i got a career that was i'd have to go back and learn oh well you know but it's like and i never used it and yeah. i never will you know i can understand where you cover a base like everyone should get a base education to a grade level and then start letting people because i don't care what anyone says everyone's like oh kids don't know what they want to do most kids actually true most kids actually end up going with their first thought but later on they keep changing their mind changing their mind but they'll go back to what like where they come from their family what they know it's just yeah. what people do so it'd be nice to kind of let kids just hey go check this out go yeah. check this out before it costs you thirty thousand dollars a semester mm -hmm. you know <laughs> it's like there's a school over in i want to say like maybe naples that does and I'm going to throw out a whole bunch of details that are maybe inaccurate, but I believe it's in Naples and I believe that like either sixth or seventh grade or eighth grade, somewhere in there, they can take a year and just do like, um, like nature based education and just go learn about like they come and help stock the trout in, oh. in the outlet and they just, I, I heard the kid um, last time. It was it was awesome. They were walking up the trail, and the teacher shouted, "Hey, aren't you kids supposed to be in school?" And like half the kids shouted back, "We are in school." And I was like, "That is awesome!" Like imagine when you're 12 years old to be able to go, just go spend a year actually being outside, learning about nature instead of trying to learn it from a book. Yeah think that'd be so cool yeah there's it, there's something to be said there's 
I think it's a United States thing because if you look at other countries, it looks like they beat us on opportunities in schooling and college. If we're just so linear. It's always like, no, you go from point A to point B. Well, we try that's to, what we do. We and try to make killer. it one size fits all. Yeah. And that's, I mean, one size clearly doesn't fit all. No. It's, no. And, and there's not competition because that school knows that you have to come there. Yeah. And they're going to get your money whether you do or not. Yeah. So they don't have any need to compete as far as like being the, uh, I mean, obviously there's pride. <laughs> right. But they don't have all the forces of competition to drive them to be better than the next school over or to offer something unique that will draw people there. Um, private schools do. Right. I mean, when I was working at that private school in Minnesota, um, they, they had top level coaching for athletes. They had um, top level teachers for um, certain subjects, bioscience, um, conservatory. Um, but they're getting extreme. A school you were in, you're talking a prep school. I mean, that was like. They're kids. That's the. But, the, but Jesse, they're kids. The hockey prep school, though. It is. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure they're getting they're, a shit ton of money but, from these families and people donating money Some that went to school there and stuff yeah. like that. Well, sure, so, sure. Yeah. But th but at the end of the day, they're kids. So, like, you're not getting... You do get talented kids, obviously. You yeah. get talented kids. But you... I don't know, that, that's, like, part of what makes it great is that you can, is, yeah. you can like, be great mm -hmm. and go focus on the thing that you want to be even greater at. Yeah. They had engineering. No, I'm not like for I'm kids not talking like, bad about it. I'm just saying it's like when you're when you're the school for something yeah. like that, it's almost hard to even put it against anything. But, that, but I, that's what I disagree with, though, is I think you can't because I think um, you it, when you look at that type of school, mm -hmm. there's other ones like there are other choices. There are students that went to that school and then decided to go someplace else. There are ones that were going someplace else and decided to go there because, you know, they had the the bio program that they wanted to be in or, you know, like they can compete with different types of programs. Like they can say, look, we brought in this great um, person that knows about whatever so-and-so. And so now we're going to focus on that and we're going to make sure that anybody that comes here for that is going to get a great education. That's just interesting to me. You caught that. Sorry, we're reading something. I appreciate you, JP. Um, yeah, no, and I that's I think I threw that in there. I know I didn't talk about that a lot, but yeah, teachers are working at home, are working on weekends. Um, so do I. I. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to diminish what they're doing in that case, but um, I know teachers who are able to get their stuff done. And if you can get it done, then it's a pretty good paying job. And I think even if you can't get it done, it's still a pretty good paying job. I think there, uh, it counts like a lot of it. It counts like what you're teaching as well. I imagine, you know, like how much prep work is there for gym class compare or how much, sure. how much prep work yeah. is there for, I don't know, basic, anything compared to 
how much prep work goes into the physics teacher, you know mm-hmm. I mean? You know, oh, and yeah, grading papers and, you know, cause that's like, Oh shit. You know, well, that e- was, even for them, I'm sure it's like, Whoa. When yeah. I was teaching anatomy, I was like going home and reading all night and then coming back and teaching and then going home and reading and then coming back and teaching. And it's like, I was just fully immersed in making sure that I could do the best job I could at that thing. Yeah. So I understand that Yeah, teachers, um, depending on what they're teaching and depending on how much experience they have teaching that particular course and other things like that, that yeah, of course. chooses what they want to study hmm well that would be interesting nice so so there's a homeschooling program that uh people are fired up about which is a democratic education i don't that's a small d um that's what she said uh (laughs) which basically means the child chooses what they want to study you want to go outside awesome you want to read 100 novels great that's cool that's yeah. interesting. As long as you can cover the the types of skills that you need to cover, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Hey. No. I uh, and I also appreciate Col- uh, Mr. Collins and Newby because I mean I'm not a teacher. I don't know anything about it. The only thing I can say is what I'm told is ten years awesome, and that's about it. But yeah, I don't really know what goes into the job. I uh, I can't say. I no one in my family has ever been a teacher, and you know I don't know how tough it is and what goes on. But I know summers off must be nice. So that's got to be killer. Because going to work on a 90 degree day when that sun's shining and the mo- the lawn's grown yeah. an inch and a half overnight. And you're like, oh, I need a beer yeah. and a lawnmower today. Yeah. yeah well, and I will say that for all the whatever, whether whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, that to make what, I mean, we looked at what the salaries were in a small town. Yeah. And anywhere in there, anywhere in that range of what all of them were making to make that and then have the summer off when you could, in theory, you could do another job or you could relax or you could travel or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's like, you're not poor, you know? No, you're, no, you're definitely, I don't think you're anyone's not poor. poor. Teachers aren't the, they're not poor. That's why Mary wanted to be the school nurse so bad. Yeah. Because summers, that yeah. was like her one drive. She was going to take a major pay cut, but she's like, screw it for summers off. I'll be in like the school nurse. Like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. And she's like, I could just go work per diem on in the summer if I wanted to. But I mean, that was like her big drive. And I'm like, you're doing it for three months off. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that summers are where it's at. So, I mean, think about it. We have four or five months here where you don't even want to leave your house. Yeah. And we got four or five months where you don't even want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in between, you know? So yeah. it's like you try to soak up all you can. Yeah. Now, maybe down south, it's a little different because some, you know, if you're in Miami, Florida, January is pretty nice. So, yeah. But is it? It's great. Have you been there? South Florida yeah. in January. Yeah. It's like 80. Perfect. Just right all the yeah. time. Yeah. We went down last year. Then went key to Key West, and we're in Miami, and like it's just like gorgeous, not too hot. Because I can imagine Miami, July's like your fried egg, like done. Yeah, it was perfect. So yeah, I don't think I would survive. No, I don't think so. I'd either. have to get a bigger hat. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. 
Well, I gotta go to the distillery. Okay. Hey, hey what, what's? Can you tell oh, us quickly what's a, happening? There's a food truck at the distillery today. If anyone's heading up and wants to yell at Phil or, Phil or I about our take on teaching, uh, Phil will be there to take any feedback and criticism. Punishment. Um. Yeah. At noon, Chris Basin, Chris B's. He's making. He's got one one crazy thing on the menu: a honey bun burger. <laughs> honey bun burger. Honey bun burger. That'll That's... be interesting. So, all right. Hey, thanks, okay. Jesse. We'll see you in a bit. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. Come fill your time. This pot's for all. From the finger lakes, join in the call. Learn something new about the Tuca Trail of State New York. Every episode of Tap. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. It's rare.